Hello, everyone, and welcome to the First Loved Podcast. Well, friends, for those of you that don't know, some of you listening might know, but for those of you who don't know, on September 4th, on a Tuesday night, I finally hit the send button, sending my final draft to my professors, which means in the next four to five weeks, they will set a day for me to do my defense, and then there'll be some final edits, and I graduate by God's grace. It should happen, <laughs> which be December 21. It's going to be the best Christmas present ever, next to the gift of Jesus, I'm telling you. Anyway, I just want to say thank you, thank you, thank you from the bottom of my heart for every one of you that when you'd hear about it or think about it, prayed, because there were certainly many, many moments when I wasn't sure that I was going to get through this. And so I'm just indebted to you all. But it also caused me to want to say a little bit in this podcast about what it was like getting through it, but particularly focusing on the last sentence of Jesus' words. We just made a lover's video thing of this passage of, do not worry about your life, what you'll eat or drink. And it's at the end of Matthew 6.34, where Jesus' final words were, therefore do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Well, I had a friend who was visiting me several weeks ago, and we were chatting about this, and especially he asked me, he said, Mark, how did you do this? Because you'd mentioned, and, and I need to tell you folks, seriously, I experienced some anxiety attacks where I could not sleep, I could not breathe. So for those of you who have ever suffered that stuff, my heart goes out to you because it is a really, really awful experience. And so we were talking about that, and he said, how did you get through that? Because he's been without a job. And he said the following Monday from when we were talking, he said, will be my last unemployment check. You know, come the end of September, all these bills are going to be due, and I'm not sure how I'm going to pay them. And so we were chatting about this. And so I caught myself realizing that Jesus said, each day has enough trouble of its own, where I've always, in my mind, even though I know what the words say, in my mind, it meant live one day at a time. And so I just Googled to find out, well, where did this phrase, live one day at a time, come from? Well, one of the things that popped up was that Somebody claimed that perhaps it came from, or at least was popularized through this song called One Day at a Time, written by Mary John Wilkin and Chris Christopherson back in the 70s. And the chorus was this, One day at a time, sweet Jesus, that's all I'm asking from you. Just give me the strength to do every day what I have to do. Yesterday's gone, sweet Jesus, and tomorrow may never be mine. Lord, help me today. Show me the way, one day at a time. Pretty cool, right? I thought that's exactly it. Especially yesterday's gone, tomorrow may never be mine. Help me today, show me the way, one day at a time. That's how I've always interpreted that last statement. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Living one day at a time, actually, when Pete and I were chatting about this, he knew this, I didn't, but that apparently it's one of the primary slogans of AA. And some of you may already have known that, where they're encouraged just one day at a time, just get through today, each day, and eventually they accumulate to months and years of sobriety. It made me think, too, when I was a young guy, 
hanging out with my grandfather and I was feeling overwhelmed by something and he said, well, son, what's the difference between eating an elephant and an egg? And I'm thinking about it. I'm like, wow, I don't know. And he says, none. He says, you eat each the same way, one bite at a time. And I remember that stuck with me because the elephant seems so massive, right? And you think, how am I going to do this? And you simply can only consume an egg or an elephant one bite at a time. Well, I think it's the same way in this passage where Jesus is saying each day has enough trouble of its own. Let tomorrow worry about tomorrow simply because we were designed to live in the present. And one of the biggest disciplines is not allowing our minds to go to the future or to go to the past where, as the song said, yesterday's gone. There's nothing you can do about that. You can't change it. And so if you live in regret or shame or whatever, it's just unhealthy. It's not helpful. I mean, if there's things that you need to take care of, yes. But all in all, if there's nothing you can change or do anything about, you really, to think about the past is just not helpful. But likewise, in the future, there may be something you can do. But even as the song says, tomorrow may never be mine. And so help me today, show me the way, one day at a time, one bite at a time. And so as I was sharing with my friend, and I had mentioned to him about the anxiety attack, it reminded me when we teach the getting along material that both the emotion of anxiety or fear generally mean that in your mind, what you are thinking about is anticipated pain anticipated suffering, anticipated difficulty, problems, consequence, something's going to happen to you. And that's what's behind anxiety. It's like, what if, what if, what if, what if? Whenever you're struggling with a what if, just get rid of the what and start the sentence with if. So it's like, well, what if I can't pay? Just think of it this way. If I can't pay, dot, dot, dot. Think about, well, what can I plan to do or hope to do? So at least you're heading into it with some sort of plan strategy if you can do that. Well, anyway, that was totally the case. The anxiety attack was this sense of pressure that what happens if I don't finish? And it made me think about, in his case, what happens if I can't pay the bills at the end of the month? It made me think of any of us who struggle with this ordinary truth fact of life that there are deadlines, Deadlines for goals, deadlines for tasks, deadlines for bills. And with the thesis, there was a deadline. If I did not finish by around this time, then I would run out of time. They wouldn't have time to look it over, to get back to me, to do all this stuff. And if I did not graduate on December 21, I mean, this is the reality, folks. Five years of learning, papers, working on the thesis, all of that would be gone in terms of the degree would be gone. No extensions. And that meant no degree. If I did not get this done on time, no degree. And the difficulty that was causing me so much angst is that I had the months planned out when I thought I should have this much done by this month and this much done by this month. And each time weeks went by and eventually months started going by and I kept falling further behind. I would get so stressed out. And he was causing me to really wrestle with, well, Mark, what was the thing you were struggling with? What was the anticipated pain then? And I thought, yeah, what specifically was it? 
And as I thought about it, it was essentially to disappoint you all, to disappoint God and my family, that many people have contributed financially to this. Poor Robin has had to suffer more than anybody through this whole thing with me. But all that time and energy, and again, the bottom line goal was that I was doing all of this so that I could have a degree, because without the degree, I would not be allowed to teach in the seminary. And my hope is, is that where more and more seminaries are looking to do these intensives, where they will do a class over the course of a week, that I could actually fill into one of those things really well. So I could just go somewhere, teach for a whole week, but that way maybe I could come and just be a visiting professor at any number of schools and just teach First Love and getting along in those contexts. So I'm assuming that when I felt in my heart that God encouraged me to pursue this thing, that the end result was in order to get the degree and so that I could teach. So the thought of failing to put in all that time, all that money, everybody praying for me, supporting me, and even God, the sense of disappointing and failing and not achieving that goal, I mean, it would just tear me apart. Well, then the amazing thing was, is my friend looked at me and said, Mark, did you ever consider, though, that you sensed that he encouraged you to pursue this degree, that he had a different purpose for it? What if his goal was not to get the degree? And I'm like, what do you mean? Well, you had shared with me how you, through this whole process, learned how to come to Jesus every day, one day at a time, and say, Lord, just show me today, strengthen me today, help me today. I mean, really, that last line, help me today, show me the way, one day at a time. That's really what I started praying every day. And all I did finally was to say, Lord, you know that somewhere around the beginning of September, this has to be done. But that was the only deadline I let myself think. I stopped setting a goal for how much I ought to get done this day or this week because I just kept not reaching it, failing to reach it, and I would be so panicky. And so he said, but what if God's goal, what if God's purpose for you in this whole thing was that you would learn, really learn to live one day at a time? to really start each day, because I told him, I said, each day I'd say, Lord, you know what's before me. I'll just start with the paragraph in front of me. If there's anything I'm not doing correctly, would you show me, help me? But I just want to give you 100% of my heart and effort toward this today. And let that be the thing at the end that I can hear you say, well done, not because I got a whole lot achieved, but because I'd worked hard and done what I could do for that day. I'm telling y'all, just learning how to live like that day after day to really trust the Lord, especially when a day would go by and I would really work hard. Most days were anywhere between 9 and 11 hours, six days a week over this last three, four months. I was like, oh, Jesus, help me. He said, what if, what if God's goal was that you'd still learn? You learned a ton. I did. But what if it was especially about learning to really live that way every moment of every day? And what if even in the end, he doesn't care about the degree, he didn't really care about you preaching your teaching in seminaries. It was about you simply learning, growing to fully trust him, and maybe even a humility thing, that in the end, you know, there's no prestige, there's no nothing about having this degree. And I said, trust me, bro, I was not doing it for prestige or honor. I didn't need any of that. 
uh, this is strictly for credentials so that I could teach. But regardless, I'd have to admit, I mean, I finally had to say, yeah, it would be hard to have to say come like January 2019, yep, I did it for five years and I didn't get it done, but God had a different purpose. It would, it would be a hard thing to say and to have done all that work and not have that outcome. So I had to finally admit, even maybe not prestige, but the sense of failure it might have brought and disappointment, etc. All I know is that it really caused me to think would that have been enough? Would that have been okay? And what if, again, God had a different purpose for this five-year experience? I just want to encourage any number of you that are going through something. And again, we have an idea of the way things ought to end, what the final purpose would be. We, we would think, God, wouldn't that be it? And you've heard me say from time to time the fact that John the Baptist early on got his head cut off, and James, the brother of John and friends with Peter— you know, that very early in Acts, he is killed as well, presumably gets his head cut off. And to think of Jesus investing all that time into James, only to have him taken out so early. So many things like that don't make sense. I was even thinking about in Acts chapter 16, where Paul casts a demon out of a girl who's telling the future for these guys, and the end result is that he gets dragged before a crowd and a mob, and they beat up him and Barnabas, and he gets thrown into jail. I'd be thinking, okay, wait, I did this really good thing. Lord, you did this really good thing, and this was the result? This isn't what I was anticipating. And even for that matter, when the earthquake comes and their chains fall off and the doors open, it wasn't for their freedom. It was for the freedom for the jailer and his family, that they would come to know Jesus and all be baptized. So what if God allows some of these things to happen in our lives? And maybe they don't come out with the outcome that we thought at all. Can we trust that just living today, one day at a time, saying, Lord, what can I do? What's in my power to do, my responsibility to do? And then whatever that may look like. And then after that, you can just live the day. And you know, every day, it just has so many unknowns. Every day has so many unknowns. Some days may go according to plan, but not always. Friends, I think truly we need to grow and mature in our ability to lean, lean into Jesus, to trust him well, to lean into living that day. Not that we don't have plans, but boy, just not yeah, having this huge expectation that the day will go according to plan or here's the deadline and, and this is what has to happen and it has to happen this way. I'm just telling you, it was a powerful, profound experience to have to really walk this thing out day after day after day, and then to really be challenged to think, and what if the degree was not God's ultimate purpose? Would I have been okay with that? I just want to encourage and challenge you all that whatever you may be going through presently or if something comes up in the near future, and I, that you'd pray for my friend. I didn't ask permission, so I can't tell you his name, but just that you would remember him because this is going to be a crazy month. He's got bills. He's got deadlines coming up. I don't know how God's going to work it out, but I'm praying for him that he would live one day at a time. Lord, what's my responsibility? What can I do about my situation today? And then walk it out. And if there's not much, then live it out. Just follow Jesus, love well, and pay attention to how the Spirit's leading. So anyway, do not worry about tomorrow, Jesus says, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. To me, I think it means to live one day at a time, 
Yesterday's gone, sweet Jesus, and tomorrow may never be mine. Lord, help me today. Show me the way one day at a time. Thank you again, every one of you who prayed for me, supported me through this whole journey. We're going to have a huge celebration come Christmas time. But I just want to encourage you. Hear Jesus' words. Be careful about letting those deadlines create that kind of anxiety attack that I experienced. I pray that you would be able to walk in his peace, learn how to lean in, and trust him. So, Father, bless my listeners today, just my friends, brothers, and sisters. Let this be a word of encouragement, a little bit of a challenge, but most of all, give them such confidence in their soul that you will strengthen and help us. Again, Colossians 1.11, that I will strengthen you with all power according to my glorious might so that you might have great endurance and patience. Be blessed, everyone, and have a great day. Thank you.